Okay, yesterday we learned Olam Shana Nefesh, and it was quite intense. It was Haskalah, it was very, very scholarly. And I, I, I learned this mind more than once before. I forgot how abstract it is, how the Rebbe says so much in so little, it's so concentrated, huh? It's very amazing. But that was the hard part. This is, so to speak, the easier part. Now what's going to happen today is two things. We're going to learn the Avoida parallel of what we learned yesterday. And then we're going to explain the Pasuk. The Maimah begins, We're going to learn the Haskalah and the Siyum. Okay? But we begin on, we begin on page Kufnan Zayin, Sif Gimel. Okay, so we have two tasks. Number one, to explain the Avoida. And number two, to get to the beginning and end of the mind. So yesterday we learned Oshan, Oilam Shona Nefesh. Oilam is worldliness. In the Loshan Hara, Vovk Tzavis, dimensions. Something which has expanded and taken up a certain amount of space. Which is the opposite of an Akuda, of a point. The Rebbe says the truth is in a point. But reality is not a point. Reality is a shetach. Reality is a goiv. Reality is three dimensions. So nefesh would be the equivalent of the point or even before the point. Oilam would be the three dimensions. And zman is the rotzei v'shev that joins the two together. And we explained on two levels of edelkeit, mamish, so subtle and so short, why there is a necessity for rotzei v'shev. There's the classic idea of rotzei v'shev. You need to have rotzei v'shev so that the chayas should not die. On an eight level, you don't have a shave, so the chayas should be what's called chay be'etzem, so it could be chay lahachis. That the ha'oras ha'chayas, which comes from the etzem, should have in itself the etzem quality. And the etzem quality makes the ha'ora also a chay be'etzem, as though it's living by itself. And therefore, when it goes into the goof, the goof could live as though this goof itself is alive. Chay noisei yetzatzmei. This will be learned yesterday. So the Rebbe begins Vihine. Gimel Hamadreg is the Elam Shana Nefesh. These three levels of Asha, Elam Shana Nefesh, Yeshnam Gamba, Avedas Adam Lakene. We find them in Avedas Hashem. Shitachli Sehi Lovey, La Avas Hashem, Evi That the purpose of serving the Abishtin is to achieve love of God and fear of God. Now, of course, you can learn a different Maime, which will tell you that there's a different Dachos. But this Maime says that the Dachos is to have feelings for Akadish Baruch, Avas Hashem, Yiris Hashem. And therefore, the Rebbe is going to propose that in Avas Hashem, there are three madregas. There's Avas Hashem, which is equivalent to Olam. There's Avas Hashem, which is equivalent to Nefesh. In other words, the two extremes. And there's Avas Hashem, which is equivalent to Shana, that brings together these two opposites. Now, I, I prepared this. Obviously, I learned this already, right? So, I am going to preface. I'm going to give you an introduction. It's interesting that this introduction is found in the Maimah that Rebbe said after this. This is Breshis, which is Shabbos Vachim Cheshven. The next Maimah that Rebbe said was Chayi Soda, which is Shabbos Vachim Kislev. We learned it last year, Bashkoch Pratis. It's the, it's the Maimah on Simcha and Bittl. It's a Murindik and Maimah. It's based on an Ayintes, and I, I also believe it's based on Eten. So let me set it up. Let me give you background, okay? You know, one of the great questions that's asked, that Ammam asks the question. And Hasidus quotes this Ramam extensively, is how could it happen that Adam and Chavah should eat from the tree of knowledge, good and evil, and get smarter? That's what has Nechomish. 
Adam and Chava ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The eyes were opened and they saw and they needed to, they had shame. So the question is asked, how could it be, you know, this is a classic expression, the sinner is profiting, the sinner is profiting. Yes, they did Naveda, they all of a sudden they have more seich, right? Like it says in the Pasuk, Right? The Nochash convinced Chava, you'll eat from this tree, you'll push it, get smarter. So the question becomes, how could this be? So the Rambam answers it in his way. Chasidus brings this, the Kutus of Mayan, the Rebbe Rashab quotes the entire Mirin of Bukham Chedekal Peisheni, word for word, which is the Rambam's discussion of the Itzadas, word for word, near the end of Kutus of Mayan, the entire Peisheni. So first I'll tell it to you in the language of the Rambam, and then I'll tell it to you in the language of Chasidus, and then we'll learn. In the language of the Rambam, the Rambam says there's two concepts. There's something called Muskolais and something called Mufarsamais. Muskolais and Mufarsamais is very similar to the two ideas I shared with you yesterday. When you study a physical thing to understand the Chochmah behind it, you're not inventing the Chochmah, because the Chochmah already exists. Baharai, the thing exists. You're simply finding out the Chochmah that that item holds. So you're not inventing new knowledge, you're creating new knowledge. You're, you're discovering new knowledge, you're accessing new knowledge. So in effect, your entire study is the information is already available. It's just not available to me. I want to I access it, I want to have it. On the other hand, if there's no world, there's only an Eibishtet, and of course Hashem is higher than Seichel, and you want to create Seichel to understand the Eibishtet, who is by himself Seichel, you're not discovering something that already is. You're creating. You're creating seichel. You're bringing down lemailam and a seichel to seichel, and that's a real chiddush. That's essentially the difference between the two ideas. So the Rambam says, Adam and Chava for the Chet were infinitely more intelligent than they were after the Chet. But the nature of their personalities, their world, was such that superficial things they simply didn't notice. Superficial things, peripheral things they were not paying attention to. They were involved in muscolis, in abstract knowledge, in real chachma. And because they were involved in muscolis, mefursames means knowledge that is naturally known. It may not be known to you, but it's already in the world and you simply have to discover it. They paid no attention to it. So the lack of awareness, kieru before the original sin wasn't because of a lack of intelligence it's because they were involved in intellect at such a high level that this was completely inconsequential they didn't pay attention to it the Eitz Hadas brought them down from a level of being related to ideas in a completely abstract way to a level of relating to ideas on a worldly level the moment they came down to relating to ideas on a worldly level they became worldly and the moment they became worldly, they became aware of themselves in context of the world, and they noticed and therefore they had to cover themselves. This is what the Rambam says, which is a wonderful insight. It's a gavaldik pshat. It means that they saw the details from a higher level. Someone who's not into details is not an intellectual. I mean, it's very plain. Intellect is details. Not being into details is emotional. The question is how you come to the details. When a person has a great chocham, they don't spell out the details. But not spelling out the details doesn't mean 
that the details are not there. Because if the details are not there, the intellect is, is pseudo-intellectual. It's not real intellect. An idea that you say that sounds very good. If someone asks questions and you can't answer them, then it's not an idea. It's a cliche. It's a marketing tool. It's, it's what Chochmah has become in our culture. It just has to sound good. And if you go a little bit past how it sounds, there's no substance. An intellectual is always about details. But the deepest intellectuals don't articulate the detail. They don't spell it out because they see it from such a place of abstraction. From such a place of achtos, they leave it to you to spell it out. You follow? That the whole trade works that way. The Chumash has no details. But not it has no details and details are lacking. If the details were lacking, when the Chachamim would study the Torah, they'd come up with questions that can't be answered because the Torah would be a, a moot book. It wouldn't be a truth. The more they learn, the more they find. Which means that in the generality, the details are already present. That's what makes it Seichel. As opposed to Mushifili. But they have it on a higher level, on a higher plane. This is a very critical question that you're asking and it's a very important answer that I'm giving. Seichel is always, a true Seichel can be dissected and dissected and dissected. And the Samach Bavi brings Sa'aslot Mecca. Ideas can be separate like hair. And when you separate them and you separate them thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner, you go deeper and deeper into the world of ideas. Intellect is about ideas. Feelings not about ideas. Pseudo-intellectualism, <coughs> cultural smartness is not about details because it's not real smarts. How do you say the same thing in Lashon Hasidus? In other words, what I just said in the language of Hasidus. So in Hasidus it's called Murgash or Bilti Murgash. Murgash or Bilti Murgash means Murgash means you're doing good things, but you're very aware of yourself. Bilti Murgash, you're doing good things and you don't even see that you're doing them. It's just who you are. You know, there's a story that I always tell you to illustrate Murgash. And we've had this conversation many, many times over the years. The middle of Rebbe had a contemporary. His name was Abadam Strashel, Abadam Levi Horowitz. They had been for many, many years very, very close. Near the end of the Alter Rebbe's life, things happened, a number of things happened, and they became estranged. When Alter Rebbe was in Stalag, they each became a Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe in the middle was Rebbe in Lubavitch, and Abadam Strashel was a Rebbe in Strashel, in Strashel. He lived about a year long. He passed away Takis Sukkis. He passed away Chalabait Sukkis to Afresh Peites. The middle of passed away Kislev Peiches. He passed away less than a year later. He was a very great man. Very, very great man. If you looked at them on the outside, the Adam Strashella was much more like the Alter Rebbe than was the middle of Rebbe. The Talmud the Talmud more like the Rav like, than the Ben was like the Av. Because by the Alter Rebbe, we know there was a spoiler. Alter Rebbe used to roll on the floor in the middle of Chesidus. He would go into Dveikas, he'd pound his hand into the wall to his hand, he'd push it, bleed, kipshute. The middle of Rebbe was like a marble statue. No Chesidus. The middle Rebbe would stand still and meditate, and the sweat would pour from him like a fountain, and there was no motion. The Banastrashel was an incredible balustrachus, incredible passion, fire, fire de kemensh. And they say his magnetism was indescribable. People who met him were drawn to him like you couldn't resist it. They couldn't resist. So Bechitainius, Rabbah and Strashele was more like the Alter Rebbe than was the Middle Rebbe. But the Middle Rebbe was Ramali Mokim with the Alter Rebbe. And Rabbah and Strashele wasn't. So the story is, and the Rebbe did a Shab and Teir Shalom says that even though the Alter Rebbe had such a spoilers, the Alter Rebbe was a Pnimi. There's no way to say the Alter Rebbe was a Chitzen. 
And he gives reasons why by the Alter Rebbe there was so much demonstration. Uh, but the Rabbanus Hashem wasn't the same Madrege. Rabbi Isaac Homer, and somebody told me that in the Rishimus of the Rebbe, it says a different name, Rabbi Zalman Zezman, I think, a different name. I always tell the story about Rabbi Isaac, and every time I tell the story, there's somebody who tells me I'm making a mistake, and the Rishimus says it's a different name, okay. Migidein Tzach Rabbi Isaac from from uh, Duchman, the Shemis, but in the Rebbe's the Shemis, apparently it has a different name. But one of the great Chassidim, the Alter Rebbe, went to Strashla to check him out. They had been friends by the Alter Rebbe. Now he became a Rebbe, and he became a Chassid in the middle of Rebbe. So he wanted to see what's going on in Strashla. And it was very impressive. He came in with a lot of people. He said, Chassidus, Chaitz of Lavi, fire, fire and brimstone. As he spoke, you could see the fire spewing out of him. And as he talked, he became very, very impassioned. And as the mimer went on, he became more and more into it, he stood up. And he was swinging his hands. Then he got up on his chair. Then he got up on the table. And he's swinging his hands. And you could see that this man, he's climbing to the heavens and he has no sense that he's, that he's, that he's standing on the table. He's, he's not at all aware of his goof. He's totally involved in the idea. And he's watching. And this Matrab Zachosid had a Enef Kicha. He was a real discerning eye. And as the mimer was finishing, Rabbi Nostrachel started to come down. And then at a certain moment, he became aware of the fact that he's standing on the table. And he made a split-second decision. The mime is almost finished. I'll finish the mime standing on the table. At that instant, the moment that this chassid, who, whoever it was, Rabbi Isaac, Homler, whichever chassid it was, saw that Rabbi Isaac, Rabbi Adeles, Trashele, became aware of the fact that he was standing on the table. And then he decided to stay there till the end of the mime. There was a voice from the back of the room Arke, arke, kriecha, rapfuntish. Arke, arke, get off the table. <laughs> Until now, it was chsidis. Now it's his pashas. Like, ask me, sit down, sit down. This is the story. It's a moedin de kamais. That's murgish. Murgish and built-in murgish. Chsidis says, Odom and chav, koidom and everything was built-in murgish. After the chet, everything was murgish. You, you want an understanding of what means murgish and built-in murgish? You ever learn something and you understand it, but you're very nervous about your understanding? You feel like you're not sure. You have it. You get it. But it's very apprehensive. And what's worse is the guy sitting next to you or the lady sitting next to you, she seems to get it and she's not at all uptight about it, nerved by it. Sometimes people, even when they understand, they're not sure. And they need to revisit it. They just learn it again. They need to learn it again. They need to, to struggle to... Make it their own. And they need a lot of words and a lot of examples and a lot of feeling. Another person just gets it the first time very coolly. In a darkest dick away or in a gasest dick away, that's murgash and built in murgash. Some people, in order to have something, need to really make it very material. Other people can get it in a very fine way. Now, the person who gets it in a fine way is intellectually much more efficient. In less time, he understands things. More things, better and clearer. The second person always has this nervousness about them that requires this constant regurgitating, going over and over and over, giving it more and more form, more and more words, and they're still never sure. That's morgish. It's a symptom of morgish. And there's many, many levels of this. The highest levels of morgish, the morgish should be a person who observes ideas and has clarity without even asking questions. The ultimate level of morgish you look at something, and you just see it, and it's clear, and you don't have any questions. You just see the essence of it immediately. If somebody asks questions, you could give them answers, but you don't have questions, you just get it. 
But the Alter Rebbe said about his relationship with the musician Magid, that the Gemara says, Adar boy mishnin lekoyim inishu daite the Rebbe. It takes forty years to reach the Madrig of your Rebbe. I reached the Rebbe, the, the Madrig of Rebbe, the day I heard the Torah. Boy biyoy. That's not just smarter. That's more there. And that's such murgash and built so in this discussion we're about to have, Oilam is going to be Morgash, Nefesh is going to be built in Morgash, and Shana is going to be the bridge between Morgash and built in Morgash. It's clear. So let's now learn. A person is going to contemplate things that bring about love. Based on his capabilities, which is a very interesting little detail. The Rebbe is saying, your meditation and your love is according to who you are by the Yebishter's design. You don't get to choose that. The Yebishter chose that. Or the Yargish, the person will feel, Begadar is a good thing. Being close to Hashem is good for me. Li. Of course, they will love God, they will want, they will desire God. Even though they're going to love Hashem, it doesn't mean that I love God, it really means I love me. I love God because I love me. God is good for me, so I love God. It's about self-love, not selfless love. Why do I love the It's good for me to love a Baruch Says the Rebbe, the last line of the page, that love is a form, Morgeshes. And if I may interpret, Morgeshes means, which is based on feeling me. And by feeling me, I'm able to feel the Ebishter, that's Morgesh. I'm not lost in the love of God, Faked. I am the love of God. That's called loving Hashem with a subjectivity, with a, with a return, a, a reciprocation. It's about me. That's going to be called oilam. Zeobachinas oilam. Ach yesh bechinas ava nalas yesem is a much higher madrega of love. Top of kufnan ches. Vad la madrega yesem nalas of ava, the very highest level of love. Sha'ahavase la lakus, that one's love for godliness, enim is at the hergish. It's not because they feel shakivas alakim lite, that somehow close to God is good for them. El shenim shach be'etem lakus, they're drawn to godliness because that's their etzem. What's your etzem? Your pintalayid. You have to understand, Hasidus doesn't think of etzem only in terms of Kedusha. Everything has an etzem. The etzem of each thing is its truth. Right? I, I'm sure you've seen this piece of footage, which is so incredibly moving. This Yid tells a story. He met the Rebbe in 1970. He was a from who worked completely fried out in Nebuch during the late 60s. He got involved with the Grateful Dead. He was studying in college in Buffalo. He was very close to but he had no Yiddishkeit in his life. And then something happened and he had this epiphany and he wanted Yiddishkeit or he had questions and he didn't speak to the Rebbe. So they, they played a game. Right? A Yechidus was impossible to get. So they arranged, he pushed, stopped the Rebbe on the sidewalk, which is exactly what he did. The Rebbe talked to him for 10 minutes and changed his life. Uh, he started talking to the Rebbe in Yiddish because that was his mamelashon. But when it got too complicated, he changed to English and the Rebbe engaged him in English and he said to the Rebbe, how is it possible that Judaism is true and everybody else is false? Isn't it true that the essence of the black man and the essence of the Indian and the essence of the Jew are one and the same? 
So the Rebbe says to him, the essence of the Indian is to be what the Indian was made to be. Uh, this is not a verbatim quote. Okay, this is not word for word. This is the spirit of it. The essence of the black man is to fulfill what is the essence of the black man. The essence of Jew of the Jew is to connect the Kaddish Baruch to Tere Mitzvahs. This is what the Rebbe told him. And he says this changed his life. Now, I feel a lot of people watch this and they don't understand what the Rebbe told him. I, I'm very impressed by the fact that he understood. What the Rebbe is saying, everybody has an essence. But we have a different essence. Sure, there's a God. And sure, you have to have a relationship with God. And sure, your relationship with God is a part of everybody's essence. But it doesn't mean that the relationship with God is the same. Or the method, or the technique, or the detail of that relationship is the same. The essence of the black man is to connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as the essence of the black man was designed by Atma Sein Sof. Our Yid's essence is through Tate and Mitzvahs. You'll not be happy on your deepest level until you learn Tate and do Mitzvahs. That's going to fulfill your essence. Now we all have an essence. But it's not enough. We need a Murgish. I should be a Jew. Convince me. Explain it to me. Make it worth my while. The Rebbe says, Bilti Murgish is you're drawn to the Eivishter because that's what your essence is. And that's enough. That's enough. That's called Bilti Murgish. I'm not feeling myself. I'm just being what I am in my deepest levels. Very few people are that pure and that clear and that strong. Very, It's a very high level. It's a, you can understand the psychology of it, but you can't relate to it. All of us are bumpy. Some of us more than others. When you watch somebody really struggling with faith, and I, I'm involved with such people, you appreciate how bedakas we're in the same place. We don't have a simple relationship with Hashem. Our relationship with the Ebishtah has to constantly be reinforced and reminded. It needs a lot of chitzoyinias. To, to secure it, to support it. And that's okay. Bilti Murgish needs none of those things. It's essence. It's essence. Look at the Lashon Arav. He has no sense that Godliness is good for him. He's drawn to Godliness. This is his essence and that's enough. He doesn't have to appreciate, here's your words, the details of the loved that's why he loves. His essence is drawn in essence. Now, of course, there is the details, but just pay attention to the details because he's above them. To such a degree, not only is he not aware of himself, in other words, he's not thinking about what I'm going to get to my relationship with God. But his relationship with God is natural. Skip the parenthesis. He's not even aware that he loves God. He's not even aware that he has a love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He simply has an awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's as if he's an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's like Etzim. And he gives the example from Rabbi Yechon ben Zakeh. All of, thank you very much. All of us know that Rabbi Yechon ben Zakeh Gemara. And Hasidus gives a classic explanation. Rebbe Zaki says on his deathbed, I don't know which direction I'm going. So the Rebbe says, Rebbe Zaki did many things, he wasn't sure if he did his shlichas. No, no, the Rebbe says, Rebbe that he's not sure about Dakas Hara. Maybe in the subconscious level, there's Ra. The Rebbe says, Rebbe that maybe Rebbe Zaki did many good things, but he didn't do his shlichas. Here the Rebbe brings a third shot. Rabbi Yechonah Mezakeh was so bottled to the Yevish that he never said the word I in his life. So on his deathbed he says, I, I don't know what's going on with me. I didn't know there was a me. That's what the Rebbe teaches. 
And he had no sense of self. Total is bottles. And total is bottles, not proactive. It's etzim. So of course, right away, the Americans with their million questions are going to come along and say, so he doesn't have free will. <laughs> I love it. We're so predictable in our childishness. He doesn't have free will. And of course, the answer is, how do you think he got to his essence? Well, he's born that way. He never sinned. He never indulged. He was very pure. So he's open to the essence. There's no free will in that. We failed that test a thousand and one times. In other words, what brought him to this Maimed Dematzev, that he's in a level of connection that Kaddish Baruch Hu built in Murgish, is a, is a Tahara. That's a Lachatchila de Ketahara. This is not the Balchuva, this is the Tzadik. The Balchuva doesn't have this experience. Balchuva may be higher than a Tzadik, but it's Murgish. It's not built in Murgish. You have to be so pure. You have to be. My father told me before you understood such a gvald of the shana by night. As I'm waiting the kavod. There's a pasuk of Taylor Sablima. Taylor Sablima means the earth is suspended on nothing. What keeps the world where it is? Space, empty space. Of course, the physicists will explain to you a miser with gravity. So, without going into the dynamic, Taylor says. Gravity itself. Where does this come from? Why is it that things seem fixed in their place? And the answer is they're hanging on nothing. Blima, the 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 thing which keeps the edits where it is, cannot be identified. It's Blima. So my father told me that's a tzaddik. I said, What do you mean? I couldn't get it. He says, Why is it tzaddik a tzaddik? Why about children is about children, we understand. He struggled. He didn't know. He asked questions. He found answers. We know how he got to where he got. How did Tzadik get to the Eibshtiv? How did he get to the Eibshtiv? How? He was created at the Eibshtiv's natural to him. It was a very gaval de kavod. It was Rosh Hashanah by night. We sat in Shul. We told him this morning. I'm waiting the kavod. It's a very edel of the Gedank. That's built in Morgish. You don't even know how he got there. Rabbi Yechon said, I don't know where I'm going because I don't know where I am. I never thought about myself. It's only Eivishta. There's no I. Says the Rebbe, It's eight lines under the paragraph. That's Nefesh. So the Rebbe says, most of us, and we can't deny this, are Morgish. We're trying very hard to do the right thing, but we have to try very hard. And the very hard is such an inefficient use of energy, right? It's a necessary use of energy. We have to wind up and re-arouse ourselves again and again and again. Why? Because we're not there. We're here. And there is the need for the Lee. You have to satisfy the Lee to get to the Kivas of the Kim Taif. Bilti Morgash never noticed the Lee. There was only Etzem. So these are two ideas or two people that are polar separated. They have no connection whatsoever. Adam and Chava before the Chet and Adam and Chava after the Chet are not a small change. They're the biggest change imaginable. Now in Adam and Chava itself you almost didn't see it. It was almost imperceptible. But in history you see it. If Adam and Chava remained built in Morgish, their children would have been as great as them. And their grandchildren would have been as great as them. And there would be no Yedis Adairis. Because in them there was Morgish, Bedako, Minadako and the next generation it was more. And the generation that it was even more, and so forth. So the Rebbe says, Murgish and Bilti Murgish are extremes. So he says, Vaitit, To go 
from a love with no form. Tihiya is galus ava murgeshes. There should be able to be a love which is felt. And that the love which is felt should have some credibility. The Rebbe is going to say later that the love which you feel yourself can go away. You start off loving the Abish and then you have doing against the Abish's wishes in your own self-love. Says the Rebbe, there has to be intermediate steps. Something has to be in between the total built a morgash and the complete morgash that can bring into morgash a certain discipline. And what is that? His spineless Shavaseichah. Use your mind to understand. And when your mind understands, your intellect doesn't understand subjectively. Your brain doesn't think in terms of what's good for me. The brain in terms of things of what's intellectually credible, true. Of course, when the brain understands something intellectually true, the brain also understands if it's true, it's good. But in the brain, it doesn't have the subjectivity, the selfishness that it's going to have in the heart. The mind is a place of rest. The brain's emotional response. When you get emotionally involved, when your brain has a leaning, when your brain says, you know, I thought about this God idea, it's a good thing. The brain is not thinking this God idea is good because of me. It's good because of the truth. So the heart thinks of what's good for me. Bilti Morgash is not even aware of me. The brain tells you it's good, but it doesn't tell you it's good for me. It says the Rebbe at the end of the paragraph, That's the intermediate stage in love. It's the intermediate. To bring forward from the level of love called Nefesh, which is a love without awareness of self, in other words, a person who is very passionate about the Ebishter needs to have his passions quieted. Because if he doesn't, you'll see in the next paragraph, it could become very, very the opposite of good. Ava, Hashem, needs to be managed by a depth, by a quiescence, by a primius. In other words, get over yourself a little bit. And that comes from the Moya. The Rebbe explains in the next paragraph, the difference between these types of love. When a person loves Hashem without awareness of self, evil cannot come from built-in words. Evil cannot come from other When a person has a love, and the love involves self, I love God because I love me. In the Lashon that I've used in the previous page, it's really about me, not about the Eivishter. Says the Rebbe, evil begins in loving God passionately. This is actually logical. I'm not sure it's avoidable, but it's logical. A person who can only be by being very, very psyched up all the time, that psyching up, that energy, can easily become another energy. In order for it to be Kedusha, it has to have a depth, a quiescence, a tifkait, a quietness. And the Rebbe gives you a long dogma from the and I don't have time to go into it, so we're going to have to skip it. If you go to page Kufnun Tes, eight lines at the end of the paragraph, 
I'm skipping the example. A servant standing in front of a king. If the servant is really bottled to the king, yeah, if you walk into the Rebbe and you notice, oh, Rabbi Chadaka, <laughs> if one is totally bottled to the Rebbe, you get very disturbed that someone's noticing you in the king's presence. You take a bottle, but you have a tiny bit of yeshes. One is bottled to Lamalach. The Oise, Kola, Shietava, Ese, does whatever he's told. Mekomakam, I put in quotations. Yuchalizbul, you somehow can survive. Sheyechabdu, who, with Neamach, he should be honored as well. So, Bittel of Bilti Morgish is that there's only a king, there's no me. Bittel of Morgish, yeah, there's a king, but I'm also Mtiyas. And the Rebbe says the antidote, the solution to a Yiddish guide, which is based on Morgish and Mtiyas, is Mayach. Mayach, the Seichel, understands Hashem, and understanding Hashem is certain Tziyut, but understands Hashem as good objectively, rather than understanding that Hashem is good subjectively, and it quiets the selfishness of your passion. It's the bridge between built which is the person who understands the relationship, he doesn't feel himself at all, and the mortgage, which is the person who feels himself an awful lot. And this is a very, very uncomfortable mind, eh? because it's so incredibly real. It's so relatable. It's so realistic. And like I said to you, in the next man, the Rebbe says, a person has simcha. If it's built in morgish, it's not going to bring to hoilalus. A person has simcha, and his morgish, it could bring to hoilalus, which is why tzaddikim are allowed to be simcha, and stam yidna not allowed to be simcha. He brings in the mind that you're not allowed to laugh, and he'll mazer. He brings the same idea in this mind. So the Rebbe says, Oilam Shana Nefesh, Oilam is Morgash, Nefesh is built in Morgash, and Shana is in between. Shana is the intellect of built in Morgash, which means it's not absolutely without Morgash, I'm understanding that God is good, but it's deeper than Midas, it quiets the Midas, it quiets the Midas, because it's understanding that Hashem is good in an objective way, and it sort of takes the importance of self out a little bit. If I state. So, at Khan, the Maimer, the beer, I'm sorry. Yesterday we learned about Oilam Shah Nefesh and Haskala. Today we learned Oilam Shah Nefesh and Avoida. Now go to the Maimer itself. Go back to the very first page. He placed him a Ganadin, but Avda, to work Ganadin, Ulu Shamra, and to protect Ganadin. This is before the original Sid. The question is, what does it mean to, to work the garden and to guard the garden? And he said, If you were to say that a neshama in Ganeid needs to work the garden, need to work the garden, I can accept that. Ganeid was a physical place that was very spiritual. As great as it is, you can bring in more light. The means doing mitzvahs to bring more light in the Ganeid. Abel says the Rebbe, what I don't understand is in shamra. What does it mean Ganeid needs to be guarded? Guarding is against the deleterious, a detrimental thing. Something which is destructive, which is inappropriate. And the question is, 
you're talking before other Merchava ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, why does it need to be guarded? It's self-guarding. That's the kasha. Right, and I want you to know, one of the famous questions is, if other Merchava before the original sin were in a state of guilty mortgage, and the Lashna Rambam, they were in a state of Muskos, not Mephosamis, how could they sin? Sin has to come from a chesaron in you. What was the chesaron in them? They were in a state of Muskos, a state of guilty mortgage. So you have to say that the beginning of Burgash already existed by them. They did the Aveda and they fell from Muskalos to Mephosomis from built in Murgish to Murgish. This the Rebbe Taki says in his Maimir Chayisara, the next mind. So the answer is on page Kufnan Tez. But with all this information about Oilam on the one hand and Nefesh on the other hand and Shana in between, both in Askol and Aveda, Yuva Mashakosov and Yenichayi Baganid and all the Ulushamra, the Hine. But three lines in the bottom it says L'shamra. What does it mean L'shamra? says the Rebbe as follows Even one living in Ganeiden it's conceivable he can love the Abish in Ganadin and he can be aware of himself. You can love the Abish passionately, but in Ganadin, passions are sorted. You know the example that's always brought. Adam Rishon was punished for adding on the Abish's word. Hashem says, Don't eat from the fruit. He told Chava not to touch the tree, and that's the beginning of all the Tzadahs. So the question is, it says in Mishnah, Asus Yaglatera. You're supposed to make a fence. What's it, Teretz? You're supposed to make a fence because of that. <laughs> Before the Chet, there was no need for fences. You don't need a fence. You're not allowed to have a fence. Says the Rebbe in Ganeiden, there was an Ian of Murgish. There was the possibility for Ava to bring to Hebechatev. Ve'kivan shubebechinas Ava Murgesha. Since as we explained earlier, when a person loves and loves passionately, so beribo yeshtafso, sapa page kuf samach, it can devolve into evil. So the answer, in short, is that even in Ganeid, which is a pure place, but it's a pure place that allows for Murgash. And as I said to you a moment ago, they actually did the Aveda. They did the Aveda, that means they were vulnerable to the Aveda. If they were vulnerable to the Aveda, they were not perfect, even though they were in a perfect environment, and they were living in a level of Moskals, not for some, it's built in Murgish and Murgish. It wasn't Betachas HaShleimus. Okay? It's a kasha, it's a teretz. Now, I don't understand the teretz, because the and they were in the Madrega built in Murgish, but the Rebbe says, somehow they had to have been Betachas and Murgish. And like I said to you, that in the Mamre of Chayif Sada, the Rebbe says, if they hadn't been that Dakas, they came Murgish. In Ganeiden, they couldn't possibly sin. They wouldn't have had the option. And then the Rebbe talks about us. And you have to have the avoid of la'avda and l'shamra. Avda means to bring more light into the world. And l'shamra means to be aware of the potential evil which festers within us. But you have to have both. L'shamra is very depressing. La'avda is very illuminated. The combination is ayid. Okay? Inyan la'avda 
who inyan avedes habirudim and his managov. The akula of this primarily is times of gals because that's when you do birudim. Okay, and the Rebbe says ikir birudim is chutz laganeidin. And in Zman Agol, the Rebbe says, La'ovda goes not just on Tehidah Mitzvahs, but bringing clarity to this world, which is done outside of Ganeidin and after the Chorban, but also needs to be the Lashamra. You bring light of the Abish into the world by extracting sparks of holiness from the entanglement. You also have to have Lashamra. Lashamra means when the Abish says, you're not allowed to do something, you're not allowed to do it, even though you want to. When the Abish says, you're not allowed to do something, you're not allowed to do it, even though you don't think you're vulnerable to that ill. Like Shleiman Melech thought, I, can, I don't have to keep these mitzvahs, I'm above sinning. And he sinned. That's the Lashamra. But the Lashamra has to come along with the Yavda. So the Rebbe says at the end of the Maimah, this explains also. Mashakos over the beginning of the Chumash, it's written, and the spirit of Elohim hovers over the face of the water. There's two diametrically opposed interpretation on the word Merachetes. Peter Sha'alef is Merachetes Merachetes or Eishes Reish Peiches Mes. One interpretation is Menachefes is 288 dead. It goes on the sparks of Kedusha which are in Klip. Upir Shabbes, I skipped a line, is the Menachefes goes on Ruch Mashiach. Reish Peches Mes and Ruch Mashiach could not be more opposite. One's focusing on the sparks of Teu prior to their elevation, Klipa. And then it's focusing on Mashiach. So they have a no, Vashayiches, the Beis Apirushim He. The relationship between the two is by us bringing clarity to these sparks, which is the ikilah of the levara repachanitutin. That's at the very bottom of the page here to bring clarity to the sparks. Or to say it in other words, when we remove from within ourselves every aspect of inexactitude, which is the basis for our own mortgage, will automatically arrive at building. So the liyavda of clearing out the aspects that are not the way they're supposed to be, sets up and opens us up to not Allah Shamra, to not need a Shmira anymore, to Ruch Hashem Mashiach.